Merry Christmas to those of you that celebrate it. Happy holidays to other religious folks. And if you're an atheist like me, happy regular normal day. And welcome to my uh, Christmas special on this podcast. So, I'm pulling up my podcast on the laptop right now. And I know that I originally started this podcast on June 7th of 2021. And the first episode, yeah, it was June 7th, 2021. And the episode was self-education, the first primary idea that shapes my worldview. And from then on, let's see. There was a period of time I took about a month or so off eh, for personal reasons and to live my life. Uh, and then I got back into it. So yeah, from season one, which was the 10 primary ideas to shape my worldview, I did a bonus episode where I interviewed my friend Tom Holders on wealth creation, uh, the stock market, war with China, and we talked a little bit about politics and other things, which was a fun interview. Um, love seeing that guy. He's a good friend of mine, good part of my life. And then I've moved on to my thoughts on identity. So there was season two, my thoughts on identity, which is um, jointed to my worldview, of course. I suppose everything is in some way, of course. But um, identity is a more specific subgenre or subset of ideas regarding my worldview because I have a sense of self in my inner world and a sense of the outer world and other people's inner worlds to what I can best observe and, and, and interpret and comprehend. And then I moved on to season three, which is eight ideas that shapes my worldview. And so I did a very decent job um, talking about complex subject matter, at least to me it's complex, uh, articulating why something has um, shaped my beliefs, uh, has triggered feelings, and um, has changed inner narratives, and has brought clarity to me about things in my control and outside of my control and other aspects of life. And now I want to move on to a different series or segment, whatever we want to call it. I want to move on to something else. And of course, my worldview is going to bleed through it, and I'll obviously probably talk about it a little bit. But I want to focus more on like a studio journal and do general commentary on ideas and events and things like that. So that's the direction I'm moving into uh, this coming New Year, 2020-22. My goal with my online presence is to keep my free content high quality and prolific. So I keep everything as simple as I can. And I'm not perfect, and that's okay. I don't have to be perfect to be my best self, and I'm getting better each day. I've been getting more views. I've been getting gaining more of an audience. And uh, that's satisfying, though I will admit that I just post these things for me. And I also post it to share what I think is worthwhile with the internet. And yeah, my analytics tell me there's a, at least an audience of 10 people. And most of them are in Virginia, so that's cool. 
and so I just want to change pace. So I changed the moniker of my podcast uh, four times now. The first moniker was Sam Hostack Straight No Chaser, really catchy and charismatic. Though I felt it was long and hard to remember, that's why I changed it to Sam Hostack. And then I thought, no, I want to be more specific to what I'm doing. Because I, I thought that perhaps I could go longer than 30 episodes talking about my worldview exclusively. And then I found that there's other things I also want to share on this particular podcast. I don't want to go through the trouble of having multiple podcasts. So I changed it to CM Hossack's Worldview to be specific. And now I'm realizing that I want to talk about other things and share other things I think are worthwhile via podcasting and audio format recording. And I genuinely love writing a newsletter. I genuinely love making my podcast weekly. Uh, that's the aim, is to do it weekly. I'm certainly not perfect, but I'm doing rather well uh, in terms of consistency. And so this Christmas, I just wanted to share a reflection about what I've been sharing here on the podcast and how um, it's interesting that um, there's at least 10 people and a lot of people in Virginia that actually care about what I have to say. That's interesting to me. Uh, there, there's just things I never thought would be possible. And like I've said previously on this podcast, I've done zero marketing for it other than grassroots marketing, telling people in my personal life about episodes I published that I think they would like. And, uh, the algorithm of anchor slash Spotify did its job and other people have found it on their own, apparently, which is really cool. And so, if I were to describe my worldview in as few words as possible, huh, let me try to break it down. So, I value family, I value excellence, and I value humility. If I were to pick just three things I value the most, those would be the three things. Because I believe those three elements, family, excellence and humility that is what creates progress that is what creates harmony that is what creates strong people and good experiences and it creates results good results so going off of that if I were to quickly analyze the things I've been talking about I do take a pragmatic approach, a logical approach to how I think about things. And it's accompanied by a sense of ethics because I I ultimately want people to love themselves and love other people and just love everybody and be kind and be constructive in dialogue, in argument, in thought negotiation and execution uh, be considerate be deliberate be focused um, so yeah I mean I, I think that um, the oh yeah and another thing we can touch on is I've gone through two different purposes in life through this podcast project since June 
Uh, but I want to talk about from the aspect of my life, a broader scope. So in the beginning of my life, I thought that I would be in the military, but they wouldn't take me because of the brain injury, among other reasons, like bipolar disorder. How unfortunate. And so then I decided that I want to be a musician and writer. And I stuck with that. I really did take special um, time and effort to become more specialized in music. And that's arguably the thing I'm most knowledgeable about and good at, in my opinion, and other people's opinions. The reason I love music so much is because it's always been a big part of my life. My grandfather, um, he lived with us when I was very young. I was like um, four or five years old, and he was always listening to blues and jazz and country, and I fell in love with that kind of music at a young age. And then when I was 12 and a half, I got a Squire Stratocaster guitar that I was very happy with. And I learned the chord E major and uh, power chords. And I learned to make do with that. And then I started taking drum lessons and got a drum set. And I became pretty good at drums. And then I started forming bands in my teen years. And one of them was a blues and classic rock band, kind of a hard rock and blues band. And then after that, in my early adult life, from 19 to my mid-20s, I was working with a group of musicians where we were able to structure songs really well together, produce really well together. We played a few shows, and there was at minimum 20 people each show, and they loved what we did. They loved our sets. And people gave us a lot of great constructive feedback from musicians and non-musicians, people in our lives, people who've heard it online, and helped us get better at music production, helped us get better at lyric writing, song structure, etc. Songwriting, you name it. And so... The rest of the band, like playing live, I didn't really like it too much. Gigging is expensive. You got to transport gear. You show up to the venue on time. Uh, nowhere to put things. Do mic check. And uh, perform your song. And every time we played live, I always wanted it to be a bit different than the recordings we did. So we would extend a solo in one area. We would do a breakdown in a certain area. Maybe even add another one. Uh, we would extend a bridge. Uh, we would sing certain lyrics a little bit differently. So it was kind of like exclusive song content that you wouldn't get in the recordings, but only at the shows. And we didn't play too many shows anyway. And the only reason I did with them is because they wanted to. And I wanted to be fair to the people helping me make music. Um, not that I hate playing live and I'm not knock anyone who does. I'm just saying I have a preference towards being a studio musician whether it's by myself or with other people nowadays i just want to go totally solo as much as i possibly can i'm open to working with features or other official members in the future if it comes down to it or it makes enough sense um but the reason i've always been so preoccupied and uh, fascinated and have a preference towards uh being a studio musician is because i have complete control of the sound I can manipulate however I want to articulate and communicate different things and give each song its very own identity and its own world, its own meaning, its own atmosphere. And so music is a big sensory experience for me, just like working out and eating healthy. It's a physical, material reality element that um, has been very meaningful to me. And the 
reason I love producing music is because it's a way for me to share my inner world with other people, just like my podcast and newsletter, except in music form. And there's also a lot of emotionally nuanced, majestic, insightful things about music and my orientation towards it that I'm just not able to articulate right now, or perhaps ever. All I know is that music is what I truly specialize in, and that I want to continue doing until the day that I die, and leave it with the rest of the world. Um, and I know that time buries all things, but uh, not that I expect to be remembered for a long time after I die, um, so long as I don't do anything noteworthy, or people don't find what I do to be noteworthy. Um, I, I simply do what I do as CM Hostack in real life and online simply um, for two reasons, my own personal enjoyment and to connect myself to other people through it. So then it moved on to me realizing that there's more of the world than just music and I want to know more about it. So I got into self-improvement and a variety of other subjects evolutionary psychology, analytical psych, analytical philosophy, business, sales, marketing, um, charity, uh, a little bit of politics, not too much of it. Uh, you know, just uh, gaining a broader perspective on the world and what goes on in the state of the world. And then eventually I'm, I, I'm going back to being simply a musician and writer. I've tried out different ideas and models of what I want my personal brand to be, and um, I just want to keep it simple and the most authentic, and through finding myself and building myself, uh, it, it, it led me right back to coming home to myself, where I realized I'm a musician and writer, amongst other things, but those are the primary ways I would describe uh, who I am and what I do, uh, in a vague sense. And so... Speaking virtuously, um, I decided that I wanted my purpose in life to be to give without expecting a return. And once I finally mastered that, um, then I moved on to analyzing my story, my background, the choices I've made in making peace with that, and analyzing my strengths, my weaknesses, my opportunities, my failures. Uh, noteworthy things I've done and also things I'm not proud of and I found that uh, for who I am and I don't know how long I'm going to stick with it but my primary purpose in life now is to simply see what I'm capable of and explore different orientations towards the truth assuming there is truth it's not going to serve me to take the approach that everything is inherently subjective and there's nothing objective and that um, we, we can't determine the truth. I, it's not going to serve me to believe that we can't be in contact with reality. It's not going to serve me that things aren't or can't be objective um, or accurate in terms of what is most likely true and what is most likely able to happen or going to happen so that's why i go with uh the line of thinking that there is a there is an objective line of thinking or even multiple just as there is uh subjective lines of thinking 
And so, yeah, I mean, I'm genuinely happy with the person I've become. And um, I'm genuinely happy with where I'm going in life. I'm genuinely happy with the decisions that I've been making and plan to make. And so when we think about um, what our meaning of life is, I, I guess for me, the meaning of life to me is providing yourself and others the best experience as much as possible. And it's complicated and dynamic because you can do it through truth, you can do it through kindness, you can do it in all kinds of ways. And I just think that people should be pretty much free to do whatever they want as long as they're not hurting themselves or others, you know. It's hard to be more specific because it goes into a lot of different things, um, a, a lot of different associations my mind is making. So I'm not going to go too much further into details about those things. I'm just going to keep it at the vague principles I'm saying here. So if I were to describe my worldview in as few words as possible, I would say that... My worldview is that I believe that we should be strategic, wholehearted, mindful, humble, and uh, love ourselves and love one another's, pursue seeking the truth. And yeah, I would say that's a fair assessment of my worldview because I I believe that's important to use our choices to do the most good for ourselves and other people as much as we possibly can as well as being wholehearted and strategic. So yeah, that's how I would describe my worldview in general. Who knows how it's going to change and reshape over time? Who knows? Um, we'll see. And so going into 2022, I, um, until we get to the new year, I have um, a New Year's Eve episode planned. So you're going to get a special bonus episode like you are now. And uh, while, while we still have time in what's left of 2021 i'm going to be uh organizing the new episodes for the new series um i studio journal and then have some general commentary and then we'll see where we go from there and even though my brand is fairly well defined I would say that I leave just enough room for me to make needed changes and adjustments in order to continue producing what I deem to be worthwhile content prolifically. So today's episode is a bit of a reflection on what I've been doing and also a progress report as well as an update and letting you guys know that there's changes afoot and what to expect from me from here on out. And I understand that ever since the pandemic, whatever you feel about it, 
Um, it, it's affected us all. The the leaders where we live have made their choices regarding it. And uh, 2020, 2021, those two years, 2020, 2021, have basically been the same year. We're, we're ending 2020 part two and arguably going into 2022 part three, which is kind of funny. And it's a common meme going around too. But is it any less true? I, I don't know. We're just going to have to see what happens. I think it's important to just take things one day at a time. And of course, I think it's important to have an idea of what your future is going to be. And of course, I think it's important to have a plan. Which, by the way, um, I'm not knocking anybody who uses uh, planners that are basic and you can get on Amazon or whatever. I'm not talking about like daily planners, weekly planners, weekly monthly planners, monthly planners. I'm talking about like these journals that uh, try to sell you like an entrepreneurial business edge to them and that it's kind of like a smart plan but it's not full it's not comprehensive like a smart plan is and i do have a newsletter you can see on my Substack where i show my template for using a smart plan it's called the it's called smart plan template i'm looking for it right now i'm on my Substack right now yeah smart plan template it was published September 20th, uh, 2021. Which, by the way, uh, speaking of progress and reflecting on things, uh, I started my newsletter in um, August. August 16th, on my birthday, I, I posted the 12 most important things I learned by 30 years old. And... Uh, yeah, so I've been aiming to do it weekly since then. There's been a few hiccups with that. And same for my podcast. There's times I take way too long of a break. Or I simply don't have much to say. And David Peril, the, the writer, um, the writing guy, I got this from him. He said, if you want to write well do something worth writing about and write something worth doing. It was something among those lines. And I think that might actually simply be the cure for writer's block. It's one thing to have a broad, a broad accumulated knowledge base like me and be able to organize um, a long series of content and publish it regularly. And that's another thing to actually go live your life and do things in order to accumulate more knowledge for your knowledge base and then publish it more. I mean, publish more. So produce more, whatever. And uh, I actually have a jar. This is what I call the jar method. I, I plan to do a YouTube video on it sometime. It's not a cure for Ryer's block, like I previously mentioned. And Dave, I don't think David Perrell calls it a cure for Ryer's block, but I call it that. The, do something worth writing and write something worth doing. Uh, this method is called the jar method and it's more of a remedy. So I bought um, a big old jar and I put a label on it that says writing prompts. And so I put I bought um, a table topics card game 
and then I bought some writing prompts and I poured all the cards in there together, except for the instructions, of course. And uh, whenever I'm having trouble thinking of something to write and I'm not able to immediately go have a new experience to recalibrate my perspective, um, I, I shake up the jar and I pull out one card and work with it and write with that as like a prompt yeah. and it's it helps me be creative in the sense that it gives me enough constraints on what I should be writing about and how I could communicate the subject matter as it's not to be the cure for ours block because there's times I try to use it and I just got too much brain fog I mean do living your life and doing something worth writing about and then writing something worth doing I mean I think that's going to be undefeated. I think that's going to be a time-tested truth if it's not. Uh, I don't even know if David Perl was the original person who said that. I've seen other people circulate that on Twitter. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm really passionate about writing, and I'm, I'm not always great with proofreading and editing. And, uh, you know, I, I, I just... I have a lot of conclusions I come to on a regular basis that I think would be, like I always say, worthwhile to share with the rest of the world. So if any of that interests you, you can sign up for my newsletter. The link is in, in the description or on my website, cmhostack.com. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm hoping that I will continue to be consistent with my podcast and newsletter weekly. Um like I have been since for the podcast in June and for the newsletter since August. I'm hoping to continue this because it feels good. It gives me something productive to do. And I get a lot of joy when people read or listen to what I post and give me feedback on it. I love it so much. I, I love um, connecting with people over meaningful topics. I love connecting with people over um, things to... Uh, subjects and topics that will further lead to a good understanding, a mutual understanding and truthful conclusion and insightful conclusion. I live for that. I love doing it. I don't even have to be paid to do it. I just love doing it. And uh, yeah, I plan to have my newsletter and podcast to always be free. Donations are always appreciated. And uh, also motivational. And so... When it comes to my mentor, Drew, um, he's he's helping me with a variety of things and topics and subjects and niches. He's, he's really helping me get my ass into shape. He's really helping me um, be more stable and structured. And, yeah, sometimes we just need help, you know. And I, 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 don't, I don't know if I would recommend everybody get a mentor. I don't think everybody needs one. I think that there are just some people that, are well off enough where they could just produce something for the world and be rewarded for it. Uh, for me, I like having somebody smarter than me and better at certain things than me uh, to connect with and do projects and pursue virtue together. I, I love that. It's a very meaningful part of my life. And so, yeah, I mean, uh, Drew is a really close friend of mine. I text him every day and we're always laughing about something. We're always discussing insightful things. And, uh, 
yeah, it's, it's just always a fun time talking to that guy. It's always a fun time, uh, whatever time I have with him. It's always a fun and insightful, uh, fulfilling time. And so going forward into 2022, um, I guess my only real plans are to keep um, maintaining and uh, building upon my stable foundation of one, a healthy sleep schedule, two, meditation, three, breath work, four, proper diet, five, calisthenics, um, and other kinds of exercises too, like yoga and just moving around. And then six would be being prolific with my newsletter and my podcast. Uh, seven would be my self-education with music and um, improving my craft. And then continuing my lessons on various things with Drew. And just having fun. You know, I'm going to aspire to continue doing these things because they help um, keep my mind stable and organized. And they help keep my life stable and organized. I, I desire a peaceful and quiet life. I, I desire fulfillment. Um, and outside of that scope, well, actually within that scope is my needs and my wants. As long as I have all my basic needs met and my basic wants met, I don't have desire outside of that scope. And as, I'm not saying I'm not ambitious by any means. I'm saying that I'm humble enough to be happy and at peace with my choices in the past, present, and future. And what I have while pursuing wealth creation to improve my quality of life and my options in life and my freedom. So being humble and ambitious, they're not mutually exclusive. And everyone's got their, their own edge. Everyone's got their own wow factor. Everyone's got their own strengths and talents and personas and proclivities and all that. So some people are meant to uh, be very uh, forthcoming, direct and high energy and perhaps even narcissist, narcissistic to do good for the world. Maybe they'll create the next iPhone or something. Who knows? Not to say Steve Jobs is narcissistic. I don't know the guy. I've, I've heard people say he was or something, but I don't know. I'm not trying to say Steve Jobs is like that, but I'm just saying uh, you, you can just be whoever you are and still be successful and pursue success. You, you could just be whoever you are, whatever that is. And whatever works for you, you know, keep doing it as long as you're not hurting yourself or other people, you know. And understand there's always outliers and exceptions to things, but we don't need to get into all that. And while we're talking about progress and my worldview and my plans for the new year, um, I guess ultimately, besides working on my foundation and building upon it, uh, structuring and advancing myself, self-actualizing. Um, I don't really have any plans outside of that, to tell you the truth. I, I suppose quitting smoking would be a good idea, quitting drinking alcohol too. I'm not making any promises, but I, I'm thinking about attempting that for sure. Uh, what can I say about Christmas? Um... I like Christmas because people genuinely, in my area at least, do go out of their way to be more kind. They do go out of their way to be more nice. 
Uh, when I say nice, I mean agreeable. When I say kind, I mean helpful. So when it comes to Christmas, I, I like that there's a time of year where a lot of people go out of their way to be giving. Go out of their way to have union. Go out of their way to have harmony. Yeah, it's, it, it's wonderful. And if you're spending holidays alone, there's nothing wrong with that. There is a period in my life, I've talked about this, especially in season two about identity. I I talked about how I was a legit loner other than living with my parents um, for a few years. I had no friends. I was just chilling. No friends. I No friends. I was just chilling. And the the holidays alone in my room doing whatever the hell I wanted and having fun living my life the way I want to on my terms is liberating. And I think that when there's holidays, especially when they promote consumerism and, you know, buying things for people, it can cause a little bit of chaos and a little bit of tension for a few reasons, like, You'll you'll have you'll have a a temptation to cave into FOMO, fear of missing out. You might think because you're alone on the holidays, you're missing something in your life, and you're forgetting that all you need is you. Really, or at least that's one perspective. It might be valid in a lot of contexts. It might be invalid in a lot of contexts. But I'm just saying that um, when when a lot of people have something you don't, uh, you tend to start comparing yourself. It's a natural thing people do. We all do it. We're all guilty of it. I guess except for people who who are idolized and they're good at holding on that persona. I don't know. I'm 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 not convinced. There's people that um, have truly overridden their genetical wiring. Maybe they are. Maybe they do exist. And I'm just not willing to admit. And maybe I'm projecting, but. Um, I don't know, it's just hard to believe that um, there would be a lot of people like that, but who knows. Anyway, back to my point, that we'll, we'll experience FOMO, we'll experience fear of missing out, and also, um, the it, whether somebody gives, gives us a gift or not, uh, it gives us um, an insight we might not have considered. It's like, oh, maybe they didn't think about me, maybe I'm not as good as friends with them. Maybe they don't like me as much as I thought they did. Or if they did get you something and it's not something that you would like or even use, you start to realize how people you value don't know you that well. <laughs> and they're out of touch with you. <laughs> and that that can be kind of a damning thing to come to realize. And yeah, I mean... I guess it's not too hard to imagine that this would be the case um, in America, at least, because a lot of people value their career in politics over all else. I mean, that's what I usually see on social media and the way people talk at gatherings. I mean, yeah, I, I would imagine that active listening and being understanding in a way where we're fighting our biases and we're trying to truly understand the other person, yeah, I would imagine that a lot of people give generic gifts or gifts that are totally out of touch with the person they gave the gift to, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, I can understand how holidays can definitely be stressful, chaotic, and at high tension. But let's also 
not pretend that there's no good to either. There's there's there there's a collective will where people want to be more kind. And yeah, you could argue everyone should be like that all the time, but in reality, nobody always or never does anything. We we say we always do this or we never do that, and maybe sometimes that is true. Maybe, um, or at least in a general sense. But uh, you know, I, I don't think that we should hold. Um, all human beings to the expectation that uh, we're going to be perfectly kind and humble and generous all the time. And it's not hard to imagine why people get guarded and they can be disagreeable because charitable, kind-hearted, compassionate people get targeted by crazy people or just bad people or however you want to characterize it. Uh, kind and compassionate, honest, wholehearted, vulnerable people do get taken advantage of and they get thrown through the fucking ringer. And oftentimes this kind of uh, moral virtuous behavior or ethical behavior, however you want to characterize it, or all the above, uh, it gets uh, misconstrued as weakness. And, and I, I mean, sometimes it can be, depending on what the boundaries are and parameters of, or the conduct of what your kindness or your niceness or your charitability is, your compassion, your empathy. I mean, yeah, I mean, sometimes it is an indication of weakness when somebody isn't strong enough because if they were to become strong, that it doesn't guarantee they would still be humble and kind and all that. And when I got that job as an executive assistant for that successful real estate entrepreneur friend of mine, good old TJ, um, I was I was very much concerned with who I was going to become with higher status and um, more money. So I went out of my way to uh, make sure that when I'm kind, it's genuine. And that's why giving without expecting a return was such a really important thing to me. And, uh, you know, I mean, I would never advocate people be pushovers by any means. But I'm just saying, like... I still stand by what I say. I think people should make an effort to be kind, to love themselves and love other people and be constructive. I mean, I still think everyone should strive for that daily, but I don't have the expectation that uh, people sh that people are able to be like that all the time. I mean, yeah, sure, people should be kind and all that. People should be moral. People should be ethical. People should be logical. People should be pragmatic as much as we can be, right? But I'm just saying I don't think we should expect us to be able to fulfill it all the time. But I, I do think that it's reasonable to say that we should uh, strive for it as much as we can. And when we fail, oh, don't beat ourselves up. We can't do that. We shouldn't. Uh, would not be a good idea. Would not recommend. Zero out of ten. Would not recommend beating yourself up. Simply learn from it. When, when you learn a new insight about what you should do differently, you evolve. And then when you put that through application and you actually do something different and get a better result, you evolved. You're doing good. Improving the gene pool, I think. But yeah, um, that's my ultimate message to the world anyway, in real life and online. Be kind, be ethical, be pragmatic, be humble. Love yourself, love everyone, wish everyone well. That's my ultimate message to the world uh, in real life and online. And I do my best to put that through practice in my example. I'm not perfect at it, and that's okay. Because no one has to be perfect to be their best self.
And so when I talk about the darker side of human nature on this podcast, um, it's just to illustrate the point that uh, let me just give an, an example. So, you know, wisdom, right? What wisdom definitely defies our initial reactions in nature, right? An example of that would be the adage, never judge a book by its cover. Or another phrasing and variation of it would be, don't judge a book by its cover. People do anyway. And even though they shouldn't, they do. So when I talk about the darker aspects of human nature, like when people aren't being virtuous and all that, it's important to be prepared to deal with that person in that context in an appropriate and constructive way. And just because we know better, and perhaps for a good amount of the time we do better with wisdom and adages and insights and all that through practice, um, we shouldn't um, expect other people to be behaving in that way all the time, especially if they don't know better. So being pragmatic, knowing how to deal with people who aren't using wisdom and also being ethical and virtuous enough to be the example of that wisdom. That That's another ultimate message I have for society. And that's why I uh, talk about darker things like that on my podcast. In my opinion, it's darker. It's not pleasant for me to think about or talk about, though it is necessary and quite uh, useful, I would say. And so... I'm excited to continue my podcasting journey with you all. And for anyone wondering why I don't put my podcast on YouTube, um, there's a reason for that. So there, there's a reason I don't blog anymore. There's a reason my newsletter is my only free writing content. There's a reason my podcast is just a podcast. And it's because I want each platform I use, like podcasting or a newsletter, to be standalone content, to be exclusive content on those exclusive platforms, something different for everybody. And for YouTube, to be totally honest with you guys, I don't know what I want to do with it yet. I, I'm i not making any promises or commitments. I'm thinking that I want to keep it as a music and writing and book focused channel. Uh and as far as um, Instagram, I have no idea what I'm what I'm doing with it. It's basically a brand placeholder. I post memes on it, and some things I think are cool that are in my room and stuff. But uh, I don't know what I want to do with Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. On Twitter, I'm just following people that I deem smarter than me, and I use Twitter as a way to be informed and also see really hilarious things. Um, but yeah. It's okay for me to not know what I'm doing with them yet. That's perfectly fine. I don't regret my time off of them, and I don't regret my time on them either. I'm not really biased about either or. And so um, I'm just slowly incorporating new things and producing new things over time because if I do too much at once, my, com my complete structure and organization of life falls completely apart. And that's just because of the nature of who I am. I need to be consistent with a, with one thing at first and then slowly incorporate a new consistency activity and habit and all that or productions 
and and repeat that process. And I'm okay with it because I think it's important not just to be humble and kind and love yourself and others. I think it's important to be patient and a good communicator. So just being honest, uh, yeah, that's really the extent of my online personal brand at this time as of Christmas 2021. And yeah, so I just thought I'd take the time to reflect with you guys on what I'm doing, what I'm up to, where I'm going, and uh, yeah, just bring more clarity and insight and give some food for thought. And yeah, I hope that you have a wonderful Merry Christmas, a happy holidays of whatever you celebrate if you're a different religion. And if you're anything like me, I hope you had a happy, regular, normal day.